Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another great broadcast of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm Celia, your host, a family empowerment coach, wild woman, and I am excited to bring to you my dear friend, Connie Graff, and she is the, I don't even know if I can say it, the clutter clearing queen, try to say that 10 times, and being as I am the actual clutter queen, it's nice that I have the clutter clearing queen with me to guide me on my clutter clearing. So her company is From Chaos to Peace. And of course, you know, I teach on parenting to go from chaos to peace. But environments is definitely a huge contributor to your chaos and your, your calm and stress. I, you know, clutter is like stressful. And the more clutter, the more stress. And it affects everyone. So I hope... You're equally as excited to hear from Connie as I am because she's going to give us some great clutter-clearing wisdom. So, Connie, welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Well, thank you very much, Celia, for having me. It's a pleasure. So, let's start with how did you become a clutter-clearing master? How did you become the queen of clutter clearing? I kind of like saying clutter clearing. I like yeah. wanting to keep saying it over and over again. So how did you <laughs> I, do this? I noticed that. Okay, so how did I become that? I think I'm born that way. <laughs> so, as a, <clears throat> I was one of these weird children who would actually willingly clean up their room. So, and, and, but not when my mother said I had to do it. I have to add that I'm after all a rebel. No, but so I was fortunate enough to have my own room growing up, but it was like a broom closet. It was very, very tiny. It fit a bed, a tiny little desk and, and a little closet or a wardrobe. And I, I constantly was trying to figure out why I felt so restricted in it. And I would declutter, I would reorganize, I would push the things around. Like you literally, there was two positions the bed could be in and I would constantly move it to the other position and then back again. And this is kind of how it happened. And then I would kind of like when I was a teenager, some of my friends would say, well, can you help me? How should I do this? How should I do that? Or, or how, how do you do, how do you organize your room or whatever? 
And so, but then when, when time came to pick a profession or pick a career path, that was not an option back then. And so first I ended up in insurance, then I ended up in finance, which was kind of funny. And you would think, oh, finance and clutter have nothing to do with each other. Well, that's wrong because I learned like a lot of people who need help with finances, they also have a mess in their office or a mess in their filing system or just in general, a mess with their numbers and their finances. So actually via this detour, I came back into helping people with clutter. And then I later on, I took more um, training, also helping people with household clutter, because I always say like, it's a kind of like a different animal, whether you have office and file and paper clutter, that's a little bit different than household clutter. So I took additional training. It's like helping people dive deep and figure out what it is in them that they're holding on to things and are having a hard time letting go. So it's the the, the not willing to be letting go part. Um, other people more need help with getting organized. So that's kind of what I do. And that's like the short version of how I got here. <laughs> that's, that's excellent. Excellent. I love it. Um, and so when you help people with, uh, decluttering their life, where do you start? Do you start with their mindset? Like, because we know, you know, like there's that show on TV called hoarders where everybody's hoarding and you know, that is a psychological issue. So it's interesting what you say about, you know, clutter, you know, on not being able to, you know, disconnect from these objects and these things. And, you know, my parents just passed away and we had to go through our childhood home and we just sold it this week. But there was so much stuff, except that when, you know, we'd come up with something and my sister would be like, let's throw it away. And I'd be like, well, no, we don't throw that away. You know, that's, you know, but you can't keep everything. So how do you help people to disconnect from what they think are such valued possessions when in reality, it's just cluttering their mm -hmm. house or their mm -hmm. office? So first I want to say, when I help people, I never tell them to get rid of anything. That is not my job. I don't see, I feel that is um, overstepping my boundary. It's not my things. What I do is I help them see what A, the effect is of clutter, like a, a cluttered environment, a chaotic environment, or a stuffed or filled to the brim environment. I help them see what the effect is on them, their life, how they feel, how they treat others. Clutter has is like a ripple effect. It has so many effects. So I help them see the result and also help them figure out how they actually want to live and why they're not living this way. And then by this, they're, they're getting a different understanding of themselves and what happens to them around these items. And then um, they're more likely to let it go or to make a conscious decision to keep it. But um, it, it's, it's a combination. And then like if I help in person, like pre-COVID, I would go actually into people's homes and help them declutter 
in person. So we would do a little bit of both. So in the beginning, we would talk and then we would actually go hands on and do things. And while we're doing things, it's all about, OK, um, why can't you let it go? And, and again, I would never suggest, well, you should let it go or you have to let it go. That is literally not my place. It's more like like you just said, we can't keep everything. And it's it's more about what is how do you want to live? What lifestyle is it that you are having or wanting to have? And how does all these items fit into it? And if they don't fit, if they don't fit into your lifestyle or how you want to live, why are you having them? And that still doesn't say that you have to let them go, but it just helps you because most people just have a lot of stuff, especially if their parents die or some other loved ones die. We just take everything in and we're kind of feeling like, oh, that's our duty now to take care of these items. But it is not. It's yeah. like it's literally not your duty to take care of these items. Um, so actually really taking control and thinking and deciding for yourself what has a room in your in your life and what doesn't and then it may still be a longer process to letting them go that's why i don't really necessarily like that show the hoarders so much because like you're you're trying to in my eyes i feel like they're trying to um force them too quickly to let go of things and there is a reason an emotional reason why they're having all these things and if you take that away from them, that is like if you would, um, I don't know, let somebody stand naked in front of you. It's very, very uh, traumatic. And so um, I, I'm, I'm, I have a different approach. I just help them figure out what is it really behind it. And sometimes it's really hard to uncover. It helps sometimes somebody to talk this through with somebody from the outside. I'm not attached to these items. So for me, it might be, well, why? you want to even have it makes no sense but for that person unconsciously it makes sense and to help them figure out why what like oftentimes it's grief or it's scarcity mindset or or some other issues around not feeling safe if you don't have a lot of things um yeah so it goes deeper then makes it's a long answer sorry <laughs> No, that's, that was excellent. And that was, makes perfect sense. And I, I do feel that same way about that show. I do feel like it's very abrupt and I'm sure it has to do with TV, but um, I do feel like it's a very, you know, abrupt way and you see it emotionally. I mean, I, and guess, you know, I guess they love that about the show because you're seeing all this emotion, but it's, it's hard. It's painful it's to watch sometimes. It's horrible. It's I'm I'm a highly sensitive person and an empath. It's horrible. I, yeah. I I can't really watch it. I watched it once just to get an idea. So because I'm always asked about it, I feel it's horrible. I I hope that they have psychologists or psychotherapists in the background helping these people. But right. still, and then to being on this play with all these emotions. I mean, I I just I feel it's harsh. Yeah. I compare it a lot with um, clutter is, has like it's similar like with weight gain or when people then taking part of these shows the biggest loser and all that most people I think what I read is gain the weight back and that is because a it goes too fast and b the core issue why they had all that 
um, weight. The same like with clutter, the core issue is not addressed. So it's like a crash diet. You just take this all away, but the person is not like if you want to call it with the weight, the person is not the, the person with the normal weight in inside. There's still the person that needs the weight as protection or for whatever reason. Same with clutter. There is a deeper reason why you have all these things, why you have a hard time letting go of it. And then if this gets ripped away from you, that doesn't solve anything. It could actually exactly. go the other way. Right. Exactly. You know, I, I talk to parents about that all the time, you know. All these things that show up with your kids, you know, parents always want, well, what's the one tip? One tip you can tell me to solve this. And the problem is, is that is a symptom. It is not the core issue. The reason you work with someone like me for parenting is because you get to what the core issues are so that these symptoms do not continue to show up day after day after day. And same thing with what you said. So yeah. I, I know you you have a um, a resource a free resource for uh, people that talks about uncluttering your desk and mm-hmm. as somebody who has a very cluttered desk you know people that see me broadcast I, it looks beautiful back here <laughs> if I turn the camera around not quite as beautiful I have piles I'm like the queen of piles. And then when I sort piles, I only make more piles. You know, it's like a pile, like a never ending pile. And uh, so I may take two piles and then create 10 piles. And then I'm like, well, what do I do with all these piles? I'll just put them back into two piles, you know? Um, So for those that have home offices, work offices, we all have some kind of office workspace. When somebody just needs to simply start at their desk, what is some advice you can give them of the best way to get started? Yeah, so in my guide, um, I talk about zones. So little detour, I also have a certificate as a permaculture um, uh, designer. So in permaculture, you have these zones. Permaculture is gardening, like with nature instead of against nature so we have these zones and um so to me it's it's like um concentric rings around us so i'm zone zero i'm in the middle here like the center of the universe you know (laughs) it's like i'm here and i always say like in order for us to actually function and be our best, we need a little bit of elbow room. No, we need a little, we have the boundaries have to be. So if you're struggling with um, a cluttered desk or it could be any workspace, I always say like it could be an artist's workspace. It could be in the kitchen, a, a chef's countertop, whatever. Make sure you have some boundaries. So if, if you can do anything, <laughs> for for yourself then give yourself the space on the desk so if you want to have piles if you're the queen of piles make sure the piles are not on your desk because what often happens is all these idea Connie all these piles is probably papers that have nothing to do with what you want to do today it's like 
like the people have the weirdest thing on their desk right in front of their view right in their space and it has nothing to do with today so i'm not necessarily against piles although there is better ways of storing paper but don't have necessarily anything against piles but what i feel like is why have it so in the guide i talk all about it zone zero is me and my desk surface zone one is whatever i can reach without having to get up from the chair so for the love of everything don't have piles in zone zero and one where you try to work and function have them somewhere further away at least again there is better ways of storing piles but i feel like and I'm all about baby steps. So one of my saying is a few minutes a day keeps the chaos away. It's the same like a few steps a day keeps the chaos away. So baby steps. And again, not doing the hoarder um, TV show thing where we're just cleaning your whole desk, cleaning your whole office, and then setting you there and you have no clue where anything is. So that doesn't work. So go small. And I always say, come from you. You're the center of your universe. It's not about being selfish or anything. It's just you are right. the one. So get these things away from you that have nothing to do with what you're doing today. And you can do that in any space. Like I said, you can do that in the kitchen at, when you're cooking, whether you're a chef or just the mother or the dad who cooks for their children. Make sure that the countertop is not filled with stuff that has nothing to do with what you want to do right now. You know, that's <laughs> kind of like my my main tip for workspaces. That is Excellent advice. Excellent advice. And, and, you know, nothing you immediately think of other than, oh, I should clear off my desk. And so that's, you know, and, and when I coach people on decluttering, I, you know, that is not my expertise, but I do help parents because environmental clutter is stress. It adds their irritability. It adds to them yelling at their kids and, you know, the constant clean up your toys, clean up this, clean up that. So, you know, I advise very often that to set a 10 minute timer and yeah. start on a little section. Don't look at the whole thing and go, oh my gosh, I have to clean this up. Pick a section and set 10 minutes and at 10 minutes, walk away, be done. Yeah. Is that is that good advice? That is very good advice. And, and for you and your desk, good advice would be that you, at the end of your day, you take five minutes or so and just straighten everything out a little bit because you will notice the difference the next morning when you come into your office. Just notice the difference in your body when you come to a desk that looks, I mean, it doesn't have to be look, look perfect. It, we don't aim for minimalistic showroom desk. We just look for that you have elbow room, you know? And uh, just five minutes every night, get moving everything um, where it belongs and put the pens back and, and, and make, make it welcoming for you in the morning. And um, yeah, so no, you give perfect advice. And I want to say one thing, because you are working with parents, um, children hear what we're saying, but children, and you know that firsthand, children are mimicking what we're doing. So if you as a parent have a mess everywhere, your child is not gonna receive, go clean up your room in a very positive way. And if you have a cheeky child, it might even say, well, you have a mess in your room or you have a mess, you know? So my advice for parents is always like, 
take care of your things, start taking care. And, and it's not about rigidity or anything. It's about how do I feel in this mess? Most likely not good. Most majority of people don't feel good. So start making sure that you feel more comfortable in, in the areas that you have control over. Your child will see it. Your child may even ask, what are you doing, mommy? Or what are you doing, daddy? You can say, well, I don't feel good when this is such a mess. So I'm going to clean up a little bit. And you might be surprised all of a sudden you go and it's so quiet and you go and you look and your child is cleaning up her room because she says, oh, I want to do what mommy does, you know? Absolutely. And so, and so if you as a parent have a huge mess, that's basically what you're teaching your children, even if you're saying different words. Exactly. Exactly. I always say, whatever you do, you give your children permission to do. Exactly. So that, you know, that as far as being a slob, if you're a slob, you give your ch a child permission to be a slob. You know, mm -hmm. if you talk nasty, you give your child permission to talk nasty. If you're yes. clean, you give your child permission to be clean. So whatever yes. it is, you are directly giving them permission to do that. And, okay. you know, and when you're cleaning and they see you doing that, they may decide to do it too, or they may even decide to help you. And then you can go in turn and help them. It doesn't yeah. matter how old your child is there. There is no crime in helping them, yeah. Do, yeah. you know, do better. And yeah, and there is also you can also make fun. You can make it fun too. It doesn't always have to be also serious. So you could say, okay, let's do a contest. Who cleans up the most items in the next ten minutes? We're setting an alarm. Then the alarm goes off, and 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 the one who who had the most uh, items put away, I don't know, gets uh, gets a. I don't know, gets 10 minutes to go watch TV if that's what your reward you want to give, or you can decide what reward and, right. and whoever or whoever participates and actually give, gives its best gets a reward or whatever. And 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 the a reward that would I would suggest one that is um doing something fun again together as a family, you know, it's like, but something that doesn't have to do with cleaning up or with anything. Right. Um like uh, um, like behaving or so, so they should be really fun then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Rewards, family time rewards are the family best. time rewards. Yeah, that's rewards because that's what means the most. That's what makes the memories. You know, yeah. I, in uh, pumped up parenting, if you're in the pumped up parenting group on Facebook, we do the dice game, and for chores, I have a whole PDF about the dice game, and basically the kids roll a dice, and if they you know, roll a one, maybe they're dusting. If they roll a two, maybe they're vacuuming, mm -hmm. whatever. Everybody gets turned to roll a dice, do a job. Mm -hmm. And um, six is always a free day. And it was pretty funny because when my two grandkids lived with me um, and I started when they moved in, I started doing the dice game with them. And the older grandson rolled a six. So he got a free day right away. My younger grandson, who at the time was four, he did not get a six. And he really wanted a six. So he rolled like a one and then he like cleaned the windows. And then he rolled like a two. He went through all of them before he got to a six. But the beauty of it was he did everything with the dice rolled. So I was like, clean. You know, I mean, it was clean by a four-year-old, you know, so it was only so clean. But still, it was pretty exciting because he dusted and he cleaned the windows. And I mean, that's four-year-old ability. But, but then cute. he was so excited when he rolled a six, like, yeah, a Friday. 
yeah. even though we did all that. So there's all kinds of fun you can create yes. yeah. so that your kids get excited about cleaning up. And I, I believe that that uncluttering and that living in an environment where it's clearer, there's more room to do things, you're not feeling like you're tripping over something every five seconds. Mm -hmm. That is so peaceful, which of course is the definition of your your yeah, company. Exactly. But that it is so peaceful. Yeah. And and I feel too, it's like if you as a parent start noticing how different you feel when it's a chaotic um, environment compared to when it's calmer and we're I'm never talking about having to go to minimalism or all this showroom style clean that's not realistic especially not if you have children but at least a calmer environment and then if you start feeling the difference in you you could also like that could be really interesting you could ask your child how are you feeling when it's such a mess do you feel different when you don't have to imply anything that you need to feel better you can just say how how do you feel different when it's this way or that way what do you prefer and it could end up having really interesting conversations which then also might motivate um your child to do things um on her own or on his own without being asked because he or she understands a little bit more of the effects of clutter and that's what i'm trying to teach people whether they're adults or children that clutter has an effect on us we can actually feel it in our body if we're paying attention but if you have such chaos around you and you're so stressed and out of your mind you don't feel your body have you noticed you don't feel right. it you're so but if you actually can calm down, you will feel it in your body, whether a room is chaotic or not. And, um, and that could be a very interesting conversation with your child. Yeah, it could be great. And it, it's always great to help children be more mindful of themselves. Yeah. And when you really talk about that, how's it feel in your stomach? How, you know, how do you feel? How's your skin feel? You know, and yeah. really think about it, you know. Yeah. Even something as simple as you're starting to clean up and, you know, you're like, how can I declutter my house? How can I make it less chaotic? And yet the TV's on and nobody's watching it. It's just on in the background making noise. Yeah. Simply turning the TV off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that, you know, that, that is, feels that is enough. Yeah, that is a North American thing because I grew up in Switzerland. We never had the TV. If nobody watches TV, the TV isn't on. Maybe the radio here and there, but normally not. Somebody is actually wanting to listen to music or if they have a, a talk or something. But the TV on, that is a North American thing. And that can add a lot to, um, to the stress level because... Um, if, if there's constant noise and also movement on the screen on top of all the things that are laying around, you may have more than one child and this and that. And, and it's, it's just too much. It's too right. much. And there is studies actually out there that support that, that when a child has a calmer environment, that they're actually, it's easier for them to do homework that they maybe need to do for school, that they're in general, they're sleeping better, they're um, feeling better all in general. So it makes a Absolutely. difference. So it does. Turn the TV Absolutely. off when, when, when nobody watches totally. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's so stress is, 
you know, and, and children feel your stress, you know, even yeah. if they don't feel stress and you feel stress, children feel that stress. They feel what you feel. They yeah. always feel what you feel. And, you know, you may think you're hiding it a lot, but no. you're not. No. And, no. And, and, and I can speak from my own experience, like as a, and, and we can all think back how we were as children. We're so focused on our caretakers like whether that's the parents or how, wherever you grow up, you're so focused on what they're doing um, that you definitely feel whether they're feeling stressed or not. There is no hiding. Mm -hmm. There's no hiding. Absolutely true. Yeah. And, and everybody, I truly believe, even though people go, oh, no, I'm used to that. You know, doesn't bother me. It bothers everybody. Yeah. It bothers everybody. If you That's, if you just generally said, if I just said on the podcast, okay, real quick, five seconds, name some place you need to clean up in your home. Everybody has something in their home that needs to get cleaned up. That's overly messy. A closet, a, you know, a toy area, the kitchen, an office. Mm -hmm. There's there's somewhere, and the reason you can respond so quickly is because it bothers you. Yeah. It's always there in the back of your head. I need to clean this out. I yeah, I can. I compare it often with a, with like a backpack or a handbag. Like a, we women have sometimes heavy handbags now or a backpack. And if you're carrying that around for a while, um, if it's not extremely heavy, you get used to the weight, no? And that is what happens with clutter. We're used to the weight. That doesn't mean it's not bothering us. It's bothering us sub up subconsciously. We're amazing, I don't want to say machines, amazing beings. We, get, we can get used to so much. So the only reason why you can say, oh, it's not bothering me is because it went into your subconscious and your subconscious is dealing with it. But that doesn't mean you're not stressed. It still means you're stressed. It's just your subconscious learns to cope with it. And you will notice that it was bothering you once you're trying or once you're clearing some stuff and then you will feel the weight coming off of you you will feel the stress going stress level going down and then you will know oh it actually did bother me and that is um the thing where i always say like you just start small and you will notice a difference and that's where you see that even though you tell yourself oh no it doesn't bother me it does it's it does. just you, you absolutely well, I, I totally agree. And, you know, and what, and once you've cleaned out whatever it is, you feel great. And like you say, that's how you know, yeah. it really has been bothering me all this time. Yeah. So, uh, Connie, just love all the information you have to offer. And I love what you do. Let uh, our listeners uh, know where they can reach out to you. If you would, I know you have free resources I know you do great coaching and in this time of COVID, it doesn't matter where somebody lives, right? You can help. Yeah. No, so we have, we're, all, we're all worldwide and in, on, on, on virtual now. So the best place is probably on my website because that's where everything comes together. And my website is conigraf.com. So it's C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F.com. And everything comes together there. So I have um, blog posts that talk about um, topics. I have a podcast that talks about certain topics. I had um, amazing guests on that were talking about 
clutter and children and um, stress levels. I had um, doctors on who talked about stress levels. So it's very interesting information. I have, like you mentioned, I have this guide, how to get to an uncluttered workspace where I explain a little bit these zones. And to me, really the zone zero and one that's right, your workspace is the most important one. And if you can just get the things that have nothing to do with what you're doing today off these two zones, that is a huge step forward already. And then, yeah, I have also a, a free consultation, 20 minute consultation if somebody wants that. And yes, I offer coaching, of course, um, mostly on Zoom lately, not like a lot of people since the pandemic started. But um, once the, the, the lockdown phase is over, if that ever happens again, sometimes it will we happen. Don't know. It will happen. Um, then in the Vancouver, BC area, I also go to people's homes, but over Zoom is just often just as effective. Sometimes people feel actually more comfortable with being on Zoom than having a stranger in their home, COVID or not COVID. So, right, right. Yeah. And get help, like, but add yeah. solutions. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. wonderful. Well, Tani, I have so enjoyed having you on there and so everyone knows on the description of the podcast, I will have all of Connie's links. So you can simply go to the description and link right and find her and talk to her because you know, you've been putting this off forever. You know, you've been procrastinating about it, <laughs> procrastinating about it forever. So I hope in listening to this podcast, it makes you say, you know what, today I'm going to get rid of the clutter that's been bugging me for years. Because you know it's it's years because we're like, oh well, we don't want to do that now. We, you know, we'll go do whatever. We're gonna work on that Sunday. We're not working on it. We'll do it next Sunday. And the next thing you know, two years later, you're like, geez, had I just done 10 minutes a day, it would be clear. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm saying a few minutes a day keeps the chaos away. And that's actually the fast track, even though people always think like, oh, 10 minutes, Connie, you have no idea. That will not help. Yes, it will, because if you do it every day, you're way further ahead than if you don't do anything for two years and postpone it. Exactly. Because when you just want to take on the whole thing, that's when you're like, oh, too overwhelming. I can't even get started. Exactly. Nobody so. wants to do that. Not, I've, not even I like to declutter everything at once, like a whole weekend or anything. Exactly. So don't do that to yourself. Be realistic. And, and Connie, what's great about Connie is she's super realistic. So, yeah. you know, you're not going to make this like fake environment. And the other great thing is you actually learn how to set things up so it doesn't keep reoccurring and reoccurring and reoccurring because you know if you're anything like me you declutter and then you clutter and then you declutter and then you clutter so the idea is to stop the <laughs> crazy cycle yeah. so uh you have been a a joy and a value oh and secret secret little secret bonus tip is do you know that we both had rats that's, that's <laughs> when we were younger. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. I've never met anybody who was taking care of a rat too when she was a teenager. That's unbelievable. People out there, did anyone else take care of a rat when you were teenagers? Yeah, Tommy and I both. Had. <laughs> Make yourself known. 
<laughs> we're Celia and I were rat buddies. So anybody <laughs> wants to become a rat buddy, let us know. I didn't think there are any other rat buddies out there, and we have found rat buddy bonding. So if you're a rat buddy, you know, send us a message because maybe maybe we'll have like rat rat buddies unite. RBUs. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. All right. Well, Connie, I loved having you. And of course, we'll be in touch more and more. But I, I really um, want to, you know, beg of all you listeners to reach out to Connie and yeah. finally just declutter, get rid of the chaos. You know, I'm on a mission to stop all, a million parents from yelling at their kids. Half the problem is their world is just too chaotic and too stressed. And your environment contributes to it 100%. So let's, let's de-stress, let's declutter, let's stay calm, and let's stop yelling at each other. All right. Thank you, Connie, for being with me. I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much, Celia, for having me. And as you noticed, I'm very passionate about it, too. So I could talk yeah. about it forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to all of you listeners out there, I thank you for being on with us. Reach out to Connie, reach out to me. If you want to talk a little, go to talkwithcelia.com. But in the meantime, we wish you lots of days filled with peace, love, and tons of laughter because it really is the best medicine. And we'll see you here next time on the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast and being a part of my mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. Be sure to head over to pumpeduppparenting.com and grab your free copy of the Patient's Playbook. Wishing there was a manual for your toddler? Well, great news. Now there is. Pick up your copy of Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills, and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, plus my three new children's books at celiasbooks.com. That's celiasbooks.com. If you're loving this podcast, please feel free to share it with your friends and pay it forward. And also leave a review so I know who you are and can thank you personally. Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone in your family can blossom from. Have yourself a really happy, fun day. Bye-bye.